What do you know about Native Americans? Did you know that there are 2.9 million American Indians and Alaska Natives in the United States? Are that Indian youth have the highest rate of suicide among all ethnic groups in the United States? Did you know that American Indians and Alaska Natives are the victims of violent crime at rates nearly double those of other communities in the United States? Are that Native people die of alcoholism at a rate five times higher than other Americans? And did you know that less than 5% of Native Americans know Jesus Christ as their Savior? The body of Christ has a lot of work to do to minister to Native Americans and help reach them for Christ. One organization stands out as a leader in reaching Native Americans for Christ. Join us today as we learn about Lutheran Indian Ministries. My guest is Dr. Don Johnson, the Executive Director of Lutheran Indian Ministries. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield and your host for today's program. Welcome, Don Johnson. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Well, it's a privilege, and I thank you for uh, uh, allowing me to uh, share some things with you. All right. Well, you're one of my favorite guests, I have to say. I think we've done this several times, and we always find different things to talk about related to your wonderful ministry. Uh, But um, I started uh, the uh, program sharing some statistics related to Native Americans. I would like to just spend a couple minutes asking you about some of those and how those relate to your ministry, Lutheran Indian Ministries. Uh, We said in the statistics that there are 2.9 million American Indians and Alaska Natives in the United States alone. Uh, That's a big number. Yeah, that that is. And uh, what is also interesting, and especially in this era when we people do genetic DNA tracing, there's a much larger group of people beyond that who have in their family history, Native American blood. I bet. I bet. That's great. And, uh, of course, your ministry is trying to reach as many American Indians and Alaska Natives as possible, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you, the statistics of 5% who are evangelical Christians, is it might even be a little high to say that, but, uh, you know, what, what our goal is is that uh, we want to share the gospel with more and more Native people uh, just just recently, I got off the phone with one of my staff people in Lawrence, Kansas, where we have a campus ministry, and he was telling me that on a Sunday morning they can't get all the people into the little building where they have worship. They're standing outside trying to get in. So we're beginning to make uh, we're beginning to make inroads into the native community with the gospel. We're yes. seeing results of our efforts. And our focus of raising up Native leaders is really resonating well with a lot of Native people. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. We're going to talk a little bit more about your uh, campus ministry a little later. Just a couple other uh, questions related to some of those statistics, though. Uh, I said that Indian youth have the highest rate of suicide among all ethnic groups in the United States. Um, That's astounding, really. Why is that, Don? I, I I think first of all we have to know who our enemy is, and ultimately the, our real enemy in the world is Satan. He's the one who's behind a lot of the evil, and, and for reasons that go back to a lot of history, Native American communities, especially isolated ones, are really open to uh, drug abuse, alcoholism, and and part of that results in uh, dysfunctional families, uh, fathers who 
leave their, their families and, and uh, a divorce takes place or where there is spousal abuse. And oftentimes there's, uh, in those same communities, since there's no longer anyone to order the family life, uh, kids become subject to sexual abuse. Mm. Almost always when I hear about a, a, a person who's committed a suicide, especially a very young person, most always I can tell you why that is. Mm. And it's often related to abuses that took place in the home. And once those abuses take place, especially of that type, it inevitably violates a sacred place in the human soul that God has given, and it causes a lot of difficulty. And and that's why I think we see so much of that. Uh The combination of alcoholism, drug addiction, uh, broken family systems, and vulnerable people. Yeah, and that was the other statistics, obviously, the violent crime. But uh, talk a little bit more about alcoholism as it relates to the American Indians. Uh, I quoted that Uh, people die of alcoholism at a rate five times higher than other Americans. Uh, That's a big number, and that they're dying from alcoholism. I think a lot of times people don't realize that that's happening. Well, uh, yeah, and it it is, and it's even more than that. I mean, I I grew up in a Native community on on the West Coast uh, where I I, uh, lived in a family home where alcoholism was prevalent, and it resulted in a divorce, uh, contentious arguments and I grew up with that and and it, it just seems that in native american communities especially those who have had forced to change so quickly with the advent of, of the europeans coming to america and, and and so many things that happened and they were traumatized so much by this it seems that that opened them up uh, to alcoholism and and there might even be some physical reasons for that taking place too because they did not have exposure to that in previous generations so whereas European peoples have lived with alcoholism in their communities for uh, centuries. <clears throat> it wasn't so with Native Americans. It was like diseases that Native Americans weren't, uh, uh, had never been uh, acquainted with. That uh, when, when smallpox and measles came, it just wiped out whole, whole communities. Millions of people died because of disease. So I think it's kind of related to all of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's um, uh, transition and talk more about Lutheran Indian Ministries. What is its mission, Don? Well, our mission ultimately, and first of all, is to bring about reconciliation uh, with God the Father, who sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. God seeks to reconcile us to himself, to bring us into a family relationship with him. That's number one goal. We believe that's a call extended to, uh, to all the people of the world. So Native Americans are part of God's plan. In Revelation 7, we, we read really about God, 7, 9, and 10, about this great family of people of all tribes, all nations, people from every color and race and language, all standing before the throne of God. Part of our goal is to be make sure that Native Americans hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The second has to do with how you do that. And the most important thing we can do and what we realize, we have to follow the Jesus plan. That is, you raise up disciples among them. You equip them and train them. And the Lutheran Church has some great opportunities for that through our distance learning programs and the like through Concordia St. Louis and even through Concordia Irvine and Concordia Portland, places like that, where students can, uh, who are in the Native community can, communities can actually learn about how to become uh, leaders in their community in, in, in preaching the gospel and sharing the witness of Jesus by taking lessons that actually end up in being ordained as, mm-hmm. as Lutheran pastors. 
you've had that happening. And uh, just to, again, summarize, you are a Native American that God helped equip, uh, and your goal is to equip other Native American leaders, um, and then, of course, to with them, in partnership with them, to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That, that is correct, and I, as I shared with, with my past, past history, I came from a broken family and, and a broken uh, community and, and, and the like, and, and one of the difficult challenges I had was, how do I survive in the world, how to become useful in the world, and when God got hold of my life and began to equip me and train me, he, he impressed me with a vision that not only, if I can fix you, Don, with your dysfunctional things that gone on in your life, I can do it for anybody, and you need to do this for other people as well. You need to share with them what I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's kind of what our vision is based on. It's based on a realization of brokenness, but also the realization that God is powerful and capable and able to take that brokenness and fix it and use it for good. And so we believe that about the people we reach out to and serve and equip and train. That's great. Now, you've written a book. Let me just mention that now, since you mentioned a little bit about your history, Broken Parts, Missing Pieces, that shares your story. As you've already said, you uh, grew up in a um, Native American home uh, with divorce, with challenges. Um, And then God got hold of you uh, years later and transformed your life. Not that you're perfect, because we remain sinners, but God has used you in such mighty ways, Don. And I think as the listeners hear a little bit more about Lutheran Indian Ministries, uh, hopefully they will see that uh, if they're not already committed to Christ, that uh, they need to commit their lives to Christ and let him uh, put those pieces back together and then to use their gifts in service to him. Tell our listeners just a little bit more about your background. Well, yeah, I, as growing up on the reservation, I, I, I knew a little bit about church and God, but not a whole lot. If I went to church at all, it was mostly to fool around and play around with my friends who were also there for the same reason. And so we were quite distracting in classes uh, and oftentimes uh, try to get our teachers off into telling us stories about other things except God. I, I suppose that's pretty much a, a youthful kind of thing that you could expect. But we didn't know, my family didn't go to church with me. It, was, it, was, it just didn't have any background. But when I was 14 years old, we were forced to move the res- to, from the reservation to the city uh, in, in the state of Washington. And while I was in my teen years, uh, I had an opportunity to go hear Billy Graham. And I didn't go with the purpose of hearing Billy Graham. He was actually at a meeting at, at the Seattle World's Fair. And uh, he was there just for one day, not a regular Billy Graham crusade, as, as, as was common to, for him to do. But he was there just one day, and he, he preached a message that touched the longing in my heart, that part of my life that I knew I was missing. And it related to all of my family dysfunction and all of my family history. And what I saw going on in the world, even then, as a young teenager, I realized that I'm broken, I'm missing pieces. There's a lot of emptiness inside my life. And I remember when, when, as Billy Graham was preaching that Jesus Christ is the answer to all of that, I felt this longing to know who Jesus was. And Dr. Graham always would give an invitation to come and receive Jesus as your Savior. And I walked forward. I prayed to receive Jesus, and immediately I received a peace that I had never known. And I felt forgiven of God, and I felt like I had purpose in life. And that was the beginning of my walk of the Christian faith, 
I was called by God and, and, and enlightened by His Spirit in my life, and He began to call me into the ministry. And that's when I uh, took on the cause of uh, becoming eventually a pastor and doing what I do now. That's great. And I, I can just, we, we aren't going to talk a lot about your book today, but I want to recommend it to our listeners, Broken Parts, Missing Pieces. We'll be sharing more later about how they can connect to Lutheran Indian Ministries. Such a wonderful uh, book with a, a lot, you're just very open and honest uh, as people read the book, a lot of Indian history. I mean, it's a history book in and of itself. And um it also clearly shares the the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I, I've given it to people that are unchurched because it's got so much history in it, and then they get that. It's not a preachy book. It just uh, shares what happened to you, and uh, it's a great book to share with people. So now let's talk a little bit more, though. You shared a little bit about Lutheran Indian Ministries' mission and vision. Um, tell us more about the ministry. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, a ministry that takes place uh, in part in Alaska and uh, also in, in the, uh, the West, state of Washington, uh, uh, Montana. Uh, the Dakotas were trying to develop ministry there. Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, New Mexico, uh, Nebraska, uh, Wyoming, different places where we, uh, we have partnerships as well as actual uh, outreach ministries like Lawrence, Kansas, where we have the uh, campus ministry. It's diverse. That's number one. Mm. Two, every one of our staff bring different and unique talents, and we try to fit them for the unique places that they their, their talents would lend to them making the most contribution. So the campus ministry fits a person uh, like Will and Patricia Main who serve there because they're wonderful with young people. They They just love people, and they just... Uh, and that's why they're so effective in reaching out with the gospel, because they're so close to, they're so good at reaching out. Our ministry in Alaska with Dave Sternbeck, uh, he's, he's, he's excellent at recruiting Native people and teaching. He's an excellent teacher. And we do volunteer placements in remote villages in, in, in central Alaska. We also are working to, to re-engage our boat ministry in southeast Alaska. There's more to come on that later, but I'm uh, working uh, to try to develop a life skills training program for kids at risk. And we're, we're talking about doing that off the MB Christian in southeast Alaska. But we also have uh, traditional uh, congregational-type ministries in Native communities. And we're, we're, one of the really important focuses as part of our policy is how do you do healing ministry? Mm. Because when you come from a broken mm-hmm. society or a broken family, let's say you were sexually abused, and you repress that information and you repress that pain and that hurt so deep, and you can't share it with anybody, but oftentimes it produces aberrant behaviors or it creates all kinds of different hurts in your life. You're not quite as free with people. Uh, you lose your spontaneity. Well, we work with hurting people who have issues like that, and we try to walk them out of their darkness into the light of Jesus' love. And so I have several key people who are trained to do this. Most recently, we, we recruited a guy named Rick McCafferty, who is an uh, Inupiaq or an Eskimo native man, who has caught hold of our vision. He saw what we were doing. He said, I want to be part of what you guys are doing. And he said, I'm trained to help people walk out of their, out of their behaviors. And he said, I want theology behind that. So I want, I want to know what you guys teach. So now we've got him enrolled in the EIIT mm-hmm 
training. That's the uh, Ethnic Immigrant Institute for Theology program at Concordia St. Louis, and he mm-hmm. begins in September. Right. Um, most recently, uh, we're, we're, we're going to be or, um, commissioning and installing Winston, uh, Wilson, Winston Wilson, who has now completed the course, and we'll be installing him in Nia Bay at the Macaw Lutheran Church this coming October, uh, fall. So we're, we're, these people all have a little different message. Mm-hmm. And not, the message is basically the same, but different skills, and they're, they're reaching out in a different ways to their communities. And that's part of our gift is being able to put people in the right places to use it, utilize their gifts to the fullest. Yeah, absolutely. I want to make a few announcements, then we'll come back and continue learning about Lutheran Indian Ministries. We've talked about suicide and alcoholism today. Family Shield has booklets that address both of these topics, and we would love to send one or more of them to you. To receive a copy at no charge, call our response center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Also send comments, suggestions for radio topics, or gifts to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Remember, your gifts are tax deductible as allowed by law. You can also give a gift through PayPal through our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries, or you can designate it to support Lutheran Indian Ministries. Both agencies are agencies that have been approved for Thrivent Choice dollars. Go to the Thrivent website at www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice, or call them and they'll walk you through the process, one 800 847 48 To learn more about Lutheran Indian Ministries, you can uh, type that in on uh, Google search and www.lutheranindianministries.org or lutheranmissionariesandpilots.org. I'm sure there's a briefer way to do that, but I usually find it very simply by writing that in. Don, is there a briefer way to get to your website? Um, well, LutheranIndianMinistries.org. Or, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. very good. Lutheran All right. Indian, yeah. it, it's got so much great stuff in there and lots of good information. So before the break, you were sharing how you are utilizing the gifts of the people that God has raised up in your various ministries. You talked about how diverse you are. It is a, a great gift of yours to see people's gifts and make sure they're put in the place where their gifts will be best used. So I love that. And I also like that you were talking about healing ministries because we can share Christ with people, but if their lives aren't healed, they may not be able to use their gifts very effectively. Would that be correct? Yes. I could even look at myself and tell you that uh, in writing my book, um, uh, I came to a point where I I was uncovering some uh, basically inner secrets that I had myself. In other words, I had uh, not been aware of them because I'd buried them so deep mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And one of them was that I had been abused myself as a child. And I buried that hurt so deep and uh, down in my memory bank somewhere that I didn't realize that that was affecting my relationship with God because I wasn't being fully, uh, how do I say it, being fully aware of my own brokenness. 
and it affects your, your behaviors and what you know about God. You might not even appreciate the full grace of God if you have something shameful down deep in your life. And so those kinds of things, I, I had to walk out, and I realized that my life and my growth is not just one thing. At one time, I became a Christian, but God was, the moment I became a Christian, God didn't tell me this, but he could have. He could have said, Don, now, this is just the beginning, uh, but there's a lot of stuff in your life, and I, I'm going to take a lifetime to work with you and patiently work it out of you, because I couldn't tell you everything about you right now. I slowly will reveal it to you, and you'll slowly be able to deal with it. Uh, and so that's kind of what God does. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he sees who we are. Yeah. He knows the places we've been. He knows the experiences we've had. And he's compassionate and caring. And he loves us in such a way. And he, and, and he gives us an opportunity to slowly face those things as he reveals it to us and helps us to understand it and begin to appreciate it. And when, when you're all through with it, and, and we won't really be through with it on this side of eternity, but when and we go through life... It helps us to begin to appreciate who God is, because in, in spite of what I've been, in spite of where I've been, in spite of all the things that have ever happened to me, this one thing is always true. He loved me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's kind of what my book is really all about. It's about God slowly revealing little bits of stuff. And I was already a pastor. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. And God was saying, you know, you're going to be dealing with people just like you mm-hmm. in yeah. the congregation. You know, we're not we're we're never going to be perfect this side of heaven. But, That's right. And, and I think it's interesting that you said he can't fix it all. Sometimes there's so many issues he can't fix it all at once. He can't even though he forgives us for everything. The the process it is a process. So I want to ask you a little bit about how volunteers can be involved in Lutheran Indian Ministries because I know you have a lot of volunteers, don't you? We um, do, and they're yeah. faithful, loyal volunteers. And, and they're people who um, have heard about our ministry, and they may want to go up to Alaska and serve in a village up in an isolated area, and uh, they would teach vacation Bible school. From time to time, we have servant crews. Uh, I, I will be joining one of those uh, this coming uh, 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 Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going out to my own tribe in Nia Bay, Washington, mm. for their annual celebration, and a church, a Christ Memorial, volunteers from Christ Memorial in St. Louis are going to be out there. Oh. So I'm going to be joining them. And then there's a young lady who's joining our group who comes from Oklahoma area, the state of Oklahoma. She's 17 years old. So we're going to be, my wife and I are going to be picking her up at the airport in Seattle when she arrives, and we're taking her out to join the, the, the St. Louis group. And she, they're going to be teaching VBS, and they're going to do some work projects around the church and in the community. So it's a way for them to, uh, to give of themselves, to share their faith, and to evidence their concern for the Native American community while they're also getting something back. And this is one of the benefits of what we do, is the people who go out and volunteer ministries will tell you when they come back, I got more Mm -hmm. from what they gave me than what I gave them. And so it's the exchange, building community, building understanding of of culture and different races and helping us to see the full purpose of God is that we would come into relationship with each other in relationship to him so that we can grow. Yeah. And, and that's one of the advantages of our volunteer program. Now, you have uh, a lot of different places that take volunteers, Don, or is just certain? You, you mentioned Alaska. Well, uh, we, we, we have certainly Alaska, and uh, we've done this in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we have other potential sites in uh, Minnesota and other places as well. 
we are very careful to have to work with the communities. We don't want to impose mm-hmm. a volunteer team uh, unless we actually, uh, you, you know, have working with a congregation there or sure. some people there who invite us in. Sure. So we, 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 do, we don't have like uh, an unlimited number of opportunities, uh-huh. but we do have opportunities. Wonderful. Well, if people are interested, again, they can uh, contact you through your website. There's a contact way to contact your staff and uh, let them know what's available and why they might be interested. Of course, they can also support you. You have lots of great things going on all over the country. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit more, though, about Haskell Light Campus Ministry. You mentioned it earlier, and I said we'd come back to it. Just uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about what's happening there. It's a a wonderful place. It's a secular federal government-funded school called Haskell Indian Nations University, it originally started as a residential school, which uh, run by the government in the 1880s to basically educate the Indian out of the Indian, taking children away from their homes, not letting them return to be with their parents, sometimes for three or four years. They even had children who died while they were there at that school, and they were buried right on campus. They didn't even get the body back to their, their communities or their families. So it, it, it started out as a very negative place for Native people, but over the years it transformed into a trade school, a high school, a two-year college, and eventually a four-year school. <clears throat> and now it's highly thought of by the Native community. We have a ministry that's right off the campus. We have a little house now uh, that we use to, as a drop-in center for kids, but right next to it is this beautiful facility that is in the midst of being built right now. It's, it's, uh, in a, we're in phase one of the campaign, and we're hoping to that the building is completed by the end of November, maybe even the middle of November. We're not really sure yet, but it's a facility that will allow for students to come and worship on Sundays, uh, gather together for cultural activities within the structure of the building itself, uh, places for they'll, they'll, they'll come in for snacks. They can come in and do schoolwork right there. There will be a computer network. We, aim, we may even connect with the Concordia system to do Internet a distance learning training in the Bible and history and special courses that mm. will add to their, what they get at uh, the uh, government school. Well, so that's kind of what, the thing that we're doing. We're raising funds for it now, and uh, we, we appreciate so much what the donors have done to make this all happen because it's really our connection with the donors, our partners in ministry that mm-hmm. makes all of this happen, and we're grateful for them. It's wonderful. There's so much more to learn. I can't believe we're already down to uh, less than a minute here But uh, my guest, again, has been Dr. Don Johnson. He is the executive director of Lutheran Indian Ministries. Uh, We talked about volunteer opportunities. We didn't get to your resources. I know you have some great resources, and I think they can connect to those through the website again, which would be www.lutheranindianministries.org. But uh, we won't have time to talk about that today. But again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. I encourage you to uh, look on the website to learn more about Lutheran Indian Ministries. Uh, Learn more about Family Shield by going to our website at www.familyshieldministries.org. And don't forget, we have some booklets that we'd love to give away that deal with suicide and alcoholism, 1-877-250-8416. This is Kay Meyer, and again, we thank you for listening today.
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230-015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.